Welcome to the Heart-Led Revolution Podcast. I'm your host, Rave Reed. I'm a women's empowerment coach, hypno-breathwork guide, and mentor to visionary coaches with heart-led missions. I created the Heart-Led Revolution to lead a movement. The mission is for us women to step more into our feminine power, to lead with our hearts, and to pioneer a new way of being. May every episode be a catalyst for your healing, your turn on, your wealth, and your freedom. It's time for us to lead, to be brave, to be vulnerable, to share our unique gifts with the world, to trust our intuition fully, and to live our lives unapologetically. Thank you so much for being here, for staying open, for staying curious. I appreciate your support, and I look forward to being with you in the show. Welcome to episode seven. This is my first guest episode, guest podcast episode, which I'm so freaking stoked about with one of my dear friends, best friends, Maggie Hayes. She also has an online service-based business and she is a somatic coach, embodiment guide, and nervous system healer. And oh my goodness, she has skyrocketed her Instagram following. I don't even know what she's at now, 40,000, 35,000. I don't know. You're going to have to go check her out. It's Maggie Hayes on Instagram. But this episode is so near and dear to my heart. Her and I actually just got back from a trip to Vancouver together, and we saw Odessa live. It was amazing, and we recorded this episode before we went to the show. And the way we met, actually, is from a mutual friend, Meg, who's also going to be on my podcast, but we met at Meg's birthday, and we are all online coaches, online service providers, and of course, meeting her instantly the first day or I guess it was evening at dinner together it was just so easy to talk to her we instantly got along and ever since Meg's birthday we've just been besties in my opinion I don't know if she considers me a bestie but I would say she's definitely one of my best friends now which makes me so freaking happy and I'm so honored to share this episode with you it really just felt like one of our many conversations that we have us just at the park or on the couch or at dinner having a conversation this is literally what we talk about and how we are together all the time so This episode was super easy to record. It felt natural and fun and flowy. And before we hop in to the conversation with Maggie, I'm going to drop here some exciting new updates. It took me a little while to get this episode out, and you might even tell from this recording that it doesn't sound the best. I'm currently trying to find a space in this house that I'm at with no sounds, but there's always my cat meowing. Right now there's a fan going on or AC and I'm in Maui, Hawaii, and it's just impossible to work without a fan or AC. So there's probably a little bit of noise in the background. So I apologize for that. But I was like, you know what? I'm not going to let this hold me back from posting this episode and sharing this episode. Even if the sound isn't perfect, it's okay. In a few years from now, I'm going to look back at these first few episodes and be like, wow, the sound stinks, but you know, I put myself out there. I'm practicing using my voice and allowing myself to just be imperfect and know that it's okay. It's okay. So an update with my coaching business, The Heart-Led Revolution. I am hosting a business and breathwork accelerator at the end of October. We begin the week of October 24th. So if you are desiring to start an online service-based business and you want the foundations, the frameworks, templates, the structure, the strategy, but also energetics and the mindset work and 
getting out of our head and into our bodies and how do we do that quickly, especially as we are stepping into entrepreneurship. At the beginning stages of starting an online service-based business, you know, without support, it's so easy to feel a lot of overwhelm and get debilitated by imposter syndrome and those pesky little mindset blocks that keep you from identifying your expertise and fully owning your zone of genius. It's also really easy to avoid sales conversations, undervalue your services, stay small, and basically as a result, underserve your community and your dream clients that are already in your space. And I know a lot of people in the coaching industry were taught to do a sales call and to not show your prices and to get them on the call with you so that you can hit at all the psychological points and get at their pain points, make them feel like if they don't join, they're going to be missing out and to really make them feel pressure, which I do not believe in. I do not stand in. I personally do not do sales calls. I've never hired a coach or joined a group program by hopping on a sales hall, to be honest. So yeah, people were taught that to not show your price, number one. And then the number two, to go through the psychological points, to hit at their pain points, to make them feel lack and scarcity and to pressure them to pull out their credit card on the call with you. So a lot of the times you don't know the price, number one, and then you get on the call and at the end of the call you share what the price is and then it shocks their nervous system. So then you have this human who is dysregulated in their nervous system and they because they didn't know the price before and they now find out and it's not something that they expected usually and then you tell them that you are going to walk them through the enrollment process and people are taught to encourage the client or the potential customer to pull out their credit card and go through the process with them as if we don't know how to use our credit cards. This is just all so wrong and feels so icky to me. And if you have been doing sales in a way that feels icky, I always say it feels icky because it is icky. And everything that I teach is grounded in being heart-centered, following your intuition. If it doesn't feel right, listen to that. Listen to the messages that your body is giving you. And I want to share this with you that there is another way to do sales. I believe it's sacred. I typically message my community and my clients in the DMs on Instagram or via email. I do believe that hopping on a call can be beneficial. It can be a connection call. You can really see it as a way that you are interviewing them and to see if they are the right fit for your container and you are being in integrity. However, if the price isn't shown before, that is just something that I don't teach. I don't stand for. It's not within my values. And if that's something you're looking for, that's not going to be inside of impact. But I was really thinking about me marketing and sharing and inviting humans into this impact container. And I really started thinking about what this container is not. Number one, it's not going to be sharing how to do a sales call. And I'm not going to be giving you a script, how to get at their pain points and to dysregulate their nervous system. No, no, no. That is not how I do things. That's not what I'm going to share. I'm also not going to be sharing a 10-step process of how to build a coaching business or giving you a blueprint because if that is what you're looking for, I really don't think this is the right industry for you if you are looking just for information and how to do things because this is a industry where there are no rules. There are no regulations and that's why I think so many of us are doing this is because we get to do things our way. We get to honor our schedule, our bodies, our intuition, our families, whatever it is that we want to do and how we want to live our life and build our business. So there's no step-by-step process. However, what I'm going to be sharing inside of Impact is frameworks. I'm going to be giving templates and you can make it into your own. I'm going to be sharing with you how you can build a product suite with multi-priced offerings where there can be humans entering your world in so many different ways. And I'm going to be giving you the frameworks. I'm going to be sharing with you Excel spreadsheets and templates that I use on a day-to-day basis and how I have built out my business model and my business pyramid. This kind of shit is so fun 
for me. I love the healthy masculine. And we're also going to be talking about feminine energetics, feminine magnetism, and how we can build community in a way that feels nourishing and helps our business grow in a more organic way. I don't do ads. I don't buy my followers. And I'm going to share with you how we can build a engaged community that continues to grow, that continues to flourish, and where clients, your dream clients, find the link, ask you for the link, and lead themselves to pay for your services, to be in your mentorship, to be in your containers. There is a way to do this that doesn't feel icky. We're going to be working through money goals and money mindset and your relationship with wealth. And we're also going to be talking about, like I said, sales, sacred sales, feminine magnetism, a way that you can actually get the income and the money that you desire. And we do that by setting you up for success with the strategies and the frameworks that I'm going to be providing in this program. I'm also going to be sharing with you how to do course creation, you know, how to build your product suite, creating multi-priced offerings that light you up and having one-to-one mentorship, group programs. How do we structure that? How do you create modules for that? And how do you get inspiration for that. I'm going to be sharing all of this with you as well as leadership mindset and embodied confidence. There are so many mindset limiting beliefs that come up along this journey and that probably always will. So the quicker that you can get at rewiring your limiting beliefs, the stronger you're going to be at being a CEO, at being an entrepreneur. And this is all going to be grounded in your movement and your service, your why of why you are building this business. Why is it so important to you? How can you share your heart and your services in these experiences that you're going to help people change their own lives? And you're going to learn how to pair your multidimensional gifts to lead a movement that the world needs and desires not only needs, but people are going to desire to be in the spaces with you. So if this sounds of interest to you, I am still offering the early bird and we begin October 24th. As I said, the early bird price is probably going to end October 1st. However, if you are listening to this podcast and you're feeling some type of way right now, send me a message on Instagram at rave underscore read and let me know hey i listened to your podcast with maggie i heard you talking about impact on your podcast i would love that early bird price could you still offer that to me could you still give that to me just ask just let me know and i would love to give that to you because you are listening to my podcast and you are in my community and that's what this is for is to really gift and nourish the humans that are already listening the humans that are already following me and inside my community And of course, I love when you share on social media, if you are going for a walk, if you are outside on your porch or okay, maybe not driving, but whatever you are doing, if you have time, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, rave underscore read. And yeah, just let me know you are listening. It means so much that we get to cross over our communities and this could really touch someone else. This could help someone else on their journey of desire to start their own business because that's what me and Maggie are going to be talking about in this episode as well as what it means to work with the body and what somatic means and how do we regulate our nervous system we're going to be talking about all the things so hit me up on Instagram. Let me know if you are interested in impact. I'm so freaking excited about this. We're going to be doing one training a week and then hypno breath work the next week. So it's going to be mind and then body, the masculine and then the feminine structure and flow, commitment and devotion, all of the things. I think that's what makes my accelerator so powerful and different than anything I've seen out there is that I am giving you not only the information and the structure and the strategy, but I'm talking about feminine empowerment, leadership, and how we can really lead with our heart and lead with our intuition. So imagine this you are feeling more confident than ever, more empowered and alive in your business than ever. You're building connections and having clients all over the world. Like how cool is that? 
I am so passionate about this because the possibilities are freaking endless. We don't just have to have a client that lives in our neighborhood anymore. We can have a client that lives in Brazil, that lives in Australia, and we can set our own schedule. We can create and decide on the prices that we want. We can decide on how much money we want to make and set goals for that. And I'm just so excited to share this with you. And what makes my program different than anything else is the hypno breath work piece is the feminine piece. So I love you. I can't wait to hear from you. I can't wait to share this episode with you. So enjoy and I will see you on the other side. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I miss you. I miss you so much. Oh my gosh, how long has it been? It's been like a month, right? Since my birthday and... Oh my gosh, your birthday feels like a lifetime ago. <laughs> I know, it really does. But then when I think about it, all of us and like the glasses and oh all my of our like our outfits and dancing, it feels like it was just yesterday as well. No, <laughs> oh my gosh, so true. So thank you so much for being here, for being on my podcast. I'm so excited. This is yeah. incredible. You're already bringing like so much magic. I'm so happy to be here. I know. And what a better way to start with you. And then, yeah, it's going to be on tomorrow. And then Meg and then Dana. So I'm like, okay, this is like a really good start. You know, it feels intimate and we feel comfortable with each other. And I feel like every time we all get together and chat anyways, I'm just like, this needs to be recorded. This I needs know. To be a podcast. <laughs> it was recording. Yes. I think that all the time. I'm like, this would be such a good podcast. <laughs> exactly. First thing I wanted to ask you, and I feel like, you know, going back to when we were in Mexico, I loved it when you speak about who you are and what you do so well. And it's something that I'm still working on, especially with people that, you know, aren't in our industry and aren't into personal development and coaching and all of that. And like when Yaz's boyfriend, Jared asked you all these questions, he's such a good question after oh, yeah. he, <laughs> he's the best he I'm like wow you really care like you know yeah and I was like dang <laughs> witnessing you and just how you responded and how confident you were you know I'm gonna ask some of those same questions because I know like for me and you and our circle I mean it's we speak this every day and we live this every day but to you just take one little toe step not even like a full you know yard or anything it's like literally one toe outside of our circle and a lot of people just do not know what we do and do not yeah. know what somatic means or embodiment means or nervous system means or breath work. What does that mean? You know, so yeah. I know that you call yourself a somatic coach. So I guess starting there to a lot of our listeners, like how would you, ex- what would you explain what somatic means? Yeah. So first I would just go into, right, like what somatic even means, let alone what a somatic coach actually does. So <laughs> I always describe somatic as like the physical experience of how you hold your emotions, right? So when you're feeling anxious, you know, is there a particular part of your body where you start to just feel a little scattered, a little jumpy? When you're sad, is there maybe another space in your body that feels like heavy, right? That maybe feels stuck. Or also when you feel happier, when you feel excited, like what does that experience feel like in your physical body. So it's just taking these emotions and kind of making them like bigger, like giving them like a bigger container, seeing them in a bigger container to hold them and really experiencing them from a new way. So as a somatic coach, I guide my clients and myself, of course, I just, I have to live with what I teach. Otherwise, what's Mm -hmm. the point? Um, But so I guide them through these tools and techniques and different practices to um, really tap into that experience. And to kind of more deeply explore what it means to be anxious, to be sad, to be happy or excited and work on kind of changing the relationship to those experiences. So I use different modalities like movement, um, certain types of breath work, meditation as well to just really focus on that physical experience and kind of see it in a new way. Because a lot of the times when we have these experiences like anxiety or sadness, it's something that we want to just like push away. But we know that pushing something away doesn't make it go away, right? We still hold it with us to some degree and it just comes up in other ways throughout our lives. So this approach is just a way to 
work with it head on in a way that isn't overwhelming or in a way that doesn't feel threatening in a way that actually, you know, I intend for it to feel very empowering. And that's ultimately like, you know, bringing us to kind of the nervous system. Um, everything that I share, I do through a lens of really healing the nervous system because the nervous system gets out of whack when we do feel overwhelmed and afraid and want to push away these feelings, but we can start to heal when we start to change our relationship to those feelings and yeah, see them in a different way. That is so beautifully said. And I was listening to the daily podcast, I think a few days ago with Dana in the car and there's an episode on inside the adolescent mental health crisis. And oh my goodness, I suggest anyone listening and you definitely to listen to it, but it's, it's so interesting how they were talking about how, you know, mental health is, is there's a crisis right now and more adolescents are having issues with suicide and cutting themselves and things like Mm -hmm. this. And, and, you know, the doctors weren't taught and how to deal with situations like this. And they have a pediatrician come on and she's like, you know, I was taught how to deal with chicken pox and fevers and more and things like that. And now we have kids coming into the ER you know, and they feel these intense sensations in their bodies. They don't know what to do. So they mm. find release through, you know, cutting themselves or, you know, finding some other outlet and the doctors that they're going to don't even know how to deal with these situations. And it's becoming more and more prevalent now. And they actually interviewed a, a girl on there and she uses the word soma and somatic. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wow, this generation is start is gonna is waking our eyes up to what needs to be done within our bodies. Right. And it's, they're talking about how that gener- the younger generation as well are going through puberty earlier and they're feeling all these sensations way earlier than say our parents' generation did. And so our parents' generations, you know, maybe they actually experience these type of depression and anxiety and things like this as they got older. And then they started to numb in ways that are more socially acceptable, like alcohol and things like that and narcotics or whatever. But now our younger generation, you know, are experiencing feelings, these deep feelings and emotions at such a younger age than before. And, you know, drinking at like 12 is not really socially acceptable. So it's really a wake up call, I think on how, what can we do? And it's interesting because you could, there are two men in the interview and they did such an amazing job, but they're just like, the way their conversation is, I'm like, oh yeah, it's like somatic work. They got to like move and breathe and get into how their sensations of their bodies and things like that. But like, even to the daily. And then they're saying the doctors and the pediatricians, they don't know how to prescribe this. They don't know how to work on this. And I'm just so curious, like where our world is going to be in five to 10 years and what, how is that going to change our, you know, Western medicine and and things like that versus just giving them pills? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oof. There's (laughs) like so much that I could say to that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That is freaking fascinating. Like And like, on the one hand, it is like, well, I I think that right now, like we're at a point in history where like, there's like, we're in the middle of a massive cultural shift, right? Like mental Mm -hmm. health is becoming such a priority. People are becoming more aware of their bodies, right? Like we are in that shift right now and it is becoming so much more mainstream. So like on the one hand, like it is like encouraging that doctors and pediatricians can see these children who are struggling and not just respond with something like, oh, it's all in your head. Right. Because like when when we were kids and had, you know, the experience of like anxiety, like when I was a kid, like anxiety wasn't even like a thing. Like and you would go to a doctor saying like, I have like, you know, like these chest pains or I have I feel like crazy. Right. Like I can't calm down like something like that. Like they would either just kind of like blanket give you pills like, oh, maybe this is it. Right. It would be like a guessing game as to like, quote unquote, what's wrong with you or they would find nothing like physically, physiologically wrong with you. And the response would be like, oh, it's all in your head. But it's like, now there's just such greater awareness over this need for mental health treatment. And yeah, like, I feel like our, our world and our culture is just like 
expanding so quickly. And it's like, everyone is trying to just catch up. And I really feel like we're at this point where that kind of body awareness and this somatic awareness is going to become more and more mainstream. Yeah. And even thinking about parents, you know, they, what they told their children to do, I feel like what I was told as a kid was like, go to your room, time out, walk it out. Right. You know, but it was, ne- <laughs> but like as parents now, it's like, it's so much more to that. So like, say there's a parent listening right now and I'm, me and Dana are actually talking about having kids someday. Oh. So, <laughs> Hey, oh my God, that would be the cutest freaking kid ever. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like, you know, thinking about that, like what, how do you raise the child? How do you talk to them? And, you oh, know, yeah, I'm sure you're the best person to, you know, figure this out with, but like, for parents that are listening, you know, it's like, how do you talk to a child that maybe is cutting themselves or is feeling these great sensations mm-hmm. in their bodies? And like, for example, on the daily, she is like 11 or 12 years old, I think. And she's already having her period, you know, and feeling all of these great sensations. And, you know, it's so much more than just go walk it out or go to your room or here are these pills. Right. And like, how do we have these conversations with our children, with you know, the younger generation. And even me, I used to be a speech therapist with my students and it was so sad to see so many of the kids zonked out. I mean, I would know what they were on. It was something that we, you know, had on our files and you could just tell they were just zonked out from ADHD medications, depression, medications, things like that. And it was, they're not even like themselves. They're just kind of like down and Mm. their personalities aren't even developed. So Mm. yeah. 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 I mean, I think, so I'm not a parent, so I can't speak for parents, but I could imagine, well, I I know just like, as like a general kind of like rule of life is that it always starts with you. And there are, you know, various studies out there that show that like our cells and our genes are influenced by like the behavior that we absorb around us by like things that are happening around us, not necessarily like the genetic makeup that were passed down. A lot of it has to do with um, what we're shown and what's modeled to us. So that's where, you know, the truth of it starting with you becomes so important and, you know, inviting people to check in with like, how true are you being to yourself? Like how in integrity are with who you truly are? Um, but then, you know, on the, on the other hand, if their if their child is already experiencing something, you know, really heavy and really big. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, it's tough to. It's tough to say for sure, but I would invite people to, to like, you know, trust their intuition with, you know, what they feel like would make their kid and their loved ones feel the most supported. I think that that's such a big part of it too. And that comes back to like healing our own inner child as well. It's like positioning it and thinking it, thinking of it as what would make this child's feel safe right now you know, what do they need from me in order to feel safe and supported and seen and just feeling like you can just like be yourself is like such a weight lifted. And like, when you feel like you have like, you know, that safety and the support to really like fall back on, I think that that lifts a huge weight as well. Right. Because like for kids, it's like so much is going on and we don't have these processing tools just yet. So yeah, that's where like establishing safety, not only for yourself, but for, you know, that little kid can, um, can make a really big impact. Yeah. And it just takes so much awareness and and emotional intelligence and time and care. And I think that's why, you know, the line of work that we're doing, it's so powerful. And I feel like to so many people, it's still so nuanced, but Mm -hmm. I think about people who are, you know, in the corporate world are working super hard and, you know, don't get home until nine. And it's like how I think about the children, you know, and how that affects the kids. And it just takes time and care and patience and, and versus just like trying to rush things or just doing one little um, story before bedtime. I mean, like what you said, you know, when we really get to learn when things are modeled to us and how do we model that with some of the children that parent have parents that are absent, you know, are working Mm. and stressed out themselves. And it's just this loop. But I feel like with our generation that is changing a little bit. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think I think that as the generations go on as well, it's just we're going to become more aware. We're going to become more evolved, right? Like like you said like so much of this is still so new that I think people are like really still finding their feet. Like people are still like really finding their way and like figuring out what to do. And like once we do that, like it's going to be like magic. It's going to like take off and yeah, I think yeah, I think everything is about to shift. Yeah. And what is the difference, would you say, between, I think this is actually a question Dana asked, between like somatic and embodiment? Because when I think yeah. of you, I think of you as more as like the somatic queen. And then I think of like Meg, I think of embodiment because she's like moving and dancing. But I mean, they're very similar, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I see somatic as having a bit more of an emotional component um, and also kind of more like direct processing approaches. Embodiment is very intuitive. Embodiment like strengthens your intuition like no other. It is beautiful. It is magic. And it like lets you be like just free in your body, right? And like you said, like that's when like the dancing and the free movement, that's kind of when all of that comes about. Um, but I see somatic as a little more, um, kind of like step-by-step I would say, and having a direct nervous system component as well. Wow. Amazing. I love that. Yeah. I never saw it that way, but that makes sense. Yeah. I was like, how do I explain this? I I, I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. And how did you get into being a somatic coach? Like what was your journey with beginning all of this and now sharing it and having it as your business. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So should we like go all the way back to the beginning? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, exactly. The beginning. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, yes. Then that's a good segue from like our childhood discussion because I grew up Mm -hmm. just with a lot of childhood trauma. um, But at, at the time, not even understanding what trauma was. And also like, you know, the environment that I lived in, it was just like my norm. Um, So I never really understood how it was impacting me. Um, So I just kind of, yeah, like I went on throughout my life. Um, But early in my teenage years, um, I started drinking, I started partying, which I now see as, you know, a numbing um, way to cope. And yeah, that kind of continued, like the partying tendencies just continued um, through college. I experienced like a really gnarly eating disorder from like the time I was 15 until I was 25. And yeah, so just all of these kinds of um, these kinds of like escapes, right? Like different ways to just distract myself from how I was really feeling because I didn't know how to deal with how I was really feeling. Um, And then when I was 25, I actually, a lot of shifts happened. I actually recently shared about this on my Instagram, but um, yeah, when I was 25, a lot of really big shifts happened in my life. I think that this was also like when my Saturn return started or like almost before the Saturn return started. So like shit hit the fan. Um, I like, I lost like very deeply rooted friendships. I left my career in politics at the time and switched to teaching yoga full-time. Um, I moved from, you know, the city that I, the city and the state that I had essentially grown up in and had such a deep attachment to and went to move to a city that I had never really been to before, um, had never been to before, not never really been to before. And I was super broke relying on my partner, like hundred percent financially. And so in that, all this is going on, I'm teaching yoga classes and suddenly like in the middle of a class, like I would just be queuing, like I would like, you know, be guiding people in like warrior two or whatever it is. And like my voice would stop. Like I couldn't speak. Like my body would literally freeze and I couldn't speak. And then that would happen also. Like if someone even asked me a question about myself, it would also happen if I was in a group of people and I wanted to like speak up or something, which prior had never been an issue. And yeah, so I was just in like many different instances where my voice would literally just freeze and my body would freeze. And so after like 
a few months of this going on, I was like, okay, like what is going on? Um, and I realized that my nervous system was like in a very raw experience of freeze. And yeah, that was kind of like my catalyst for learning about the nervous system, for learning about the body, because I found myself in this position where, you know, everything that had been familiar to me, which my body translated to being as safe for my survival, all of that was taken away. And so there was like this very primal feeling of like, oh, we're in danger here. And it also really exposed a lot of that childhood trauma that I had never really dealt with. So it was kind of like the perfect storm. And I was really, really feeling it in my body. Um, And it was just really curiosity that started to um, push me to just learn more about the nervous system, about the body. Um, At that point, for a few years, I had already been studying yoga and anatomy. And so I continued with that. I was um, still teaching. and. Yeah. So I just, I just was teaching yoga for a few years, but kind of learning about all of this stuff on the side. And I knew that what I wanted to do, like ultimately in life that like that yoga or like elements of yoga would be involved, but that wasn't going to be the whole thing. So I just kind of like continued teaching yoga until, um, until I found out what that was. Right. I like, didn't try to like really like rush myself or pressure myself to figure it out. I just kind of like felt like I needed to just keep going along that path. And eventually the answer would come. And um, then 2020 hit. We all know what happened in 2020. So we're in quarantine. It is like March or April. And, um, and I see this like mass you know, rush of people just putting all of their workout classes and their yoga classes and everything online. And people were really responding and like, you know, people were home. And so I was thinking, you know, with the knowledge that I have and with the training that I have, like, how can I, how can I also help here? Like, how can I also serve here? So my idea was to create like this private yoga kind of platform because yoga I had come to see was like such a personal experience for everyone. Like teaching group classes is amazing, but literally every single person in the room is in a different place and is there for a different reason. And I wanted to create a space to kind of like honor that individuality. So my first thought was to create this like private yoga platform where I would work with people one-on-one And it would not only be yoga, but it would also be breath work. It would be meditation. It would just be like, you know, all facets of yoga, just kind of like a comprehensive place for people to go. And um, so I like, I started to like develop that for a few months. And then um, this coaching certification program, like came to me, like on my Instagram one day, and I was looking at it and coaching, I guess coaching was a thing, but like, it wasn't like as big of a thing as it is now. And so I was reading about this um, coaching program and I was like, that's exactly like, (laughs) this is exactly what I was thinking of doing, right? Like a personalized kind of experience where you're working with people one-on-one for a very specific reason, creating a program to really meet them where they are. So I was like, well, okay, like, I guess we're just going to do this. And so um, I took the coaching certification and um my friend in that program, she came to be my very good friend. She's actually still a very good friend. Her name is Fiona Rave. I've told you about her. I call her my spiritual advisor. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was talking Mm -hmm. to her, We, we were talking to each other about like what we wanted our coaching businesses to look like. And I, at that point, I wanted to introduce different modalities that I was also like very committed to in my own life. Um, like tapping, along with the breath work, the meditation and the yoga. So I was telling her um, about what I wanted to do. And she was like, Maggie, that sounds like somatic coaching. And like everything in my body was just like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. So I started taking trainings with somatic experiencing, um, also with Jessica McGuire of repairing the nervous system and just like learned as much as I could about somatics and about the nervous system, which I still do. Like I'm still, I mean, yeah, still like in trainings all the time. Um, 
And yeah, from there, like a few months later, I just, I launched my one-on-one coaching offering and everything kind of just took off from there. And along the way, like the biggest component has been my own practice and like my own healing journey. And that's always like the foundation on which I create my teachings. I kind of like to like combine my own intuition and my own experience and my own practice with everything that I've learned over the last few years. And yeah, here we are. Oh my goodness. And yes, what you're serving to your community is like absolutely mind blowing. And we're going to get to that in a second, but something that came through for me to ask, there's kind of random going into a different direction. Um, but when you mentioned, you know, teaching and being in a different place and, and you just freezing and your voice stopping Mm. and all that, I Mm -hmm. saw, um, an intuitive healer. Um, what was it like last week, two weeks ago, and she went through the Akashic records. And I wanted to bring this up because I'm curious if you've ever done that or gotten a reading of your Akashic records. But one of the things she told me, cause I experienced this as well ever since high school. And now I still, I feel like I'm still healing my voice and practicing using my voice and I freeze up and I get shaky. And, you know, now I'm just working through just talking through it and moving through it and leading myself through it and know that it has nothing to do about who I am and the wisdom that I have to share. Yeah. Um, But she, yeah. So she told me that one of my past lives, I was an Egyptian leader. And the reason why she was like, do you ever feel like shaky sometimes or like a little uneasy for like randomly when you're speaking? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you were, and this was when you were an Egyptian leader, the way oh that you passed, my gosh. I know. <laughs> she was like the way that you passed in this path in that life was, um, through a bunch of bricks tumbling on me. <gasps> and because of that, I, I feel this like shakiness and this uneasiness that something's just going to fall on me or something's going to collapse on me. Oh my and gosh. So she, my heart yeah. is like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she was like, anytime you do feel that uneasiness, just acknowledge it and be like, okay, I, you know, that's there. I'm going to continue to move forward and continue to speak and just be like, okay, that's, you know, something that lives within my body from a past life. I see that. And, you know, I don't need to, con- I don't need to continue feeling that way. It's something that happened in the past and I can let that go and, you know, have awareness of that. But moving forward, that's not in this present life. And that's not how I'm going to pass in this life. Wow. So, yeah, I thought that was so interesting because I'm sure so many people, you know, feel that, especially as women, you know, we're told to be quiet and to be small and to not speak up and not have too many opinions and, you know, the witch wound and all of that. And, yep. And yeah, just being able to use our voice and reclaim our power. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. It's scary to speak up. It's scary to, to use your voice. It's scary when you feel like when, when you're speaking and you feel like people are actually listening to you, like sometimes like in the middle of speaking, I'm I'm like, Oh my God, people are listening to me. And then I like clam up and I get so nervous (laughs) just because yeah, like our whole lives, like we're, we're essentially told like you're wrong. Like our emotions were a threat to these people Mm. and we were just told to like, shut up. And so now there's so much deconditioning, but yeah, like even being aware of where that could come from is powerful. Like rave, like I have like chills. That is (laughs) wild. Yeah. Yeah. Even last night, I mean, I woke up in the middle of the morning, like earlier, like an hour earlier than I was supposed to. And I really want to do like either a two day free event or a a shorter burst program around money and wealth and Mm. healing our relationship with money and things like that. And I was, this came through for me months ago and I actually want to collaborate with Michelle. You met Michelle. Oh, love it. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking, okay, now's the time to do it. And then I woke up this morning and like instantly, like I almost had like a shot of espresso and it was, that fear Mm. that came through again of like, Oh my goodness. Like so many people are going to be like, you know, who does she think she is to talk about wealth and money and oh people just want money, how selfish. And you know, all of these like thoughts that people have, and it makes me so sad to think, I mean, all humans, but I think a lot of women especially have so much to heal through this, you know, with our history and us not having a lot of power and, you know, not too long ago, were we allowed to even own land or 
open a yeah. bank account. And that really affects us and why we get so triggered. Um, but I was like, okay, if I leave this course, get ready for some backlash. And that's kind of why mm. I woke up like, oh my gosh, like, and, you know, growing our coaching businesses and being seen on social media, that comes with it. That comes with growing and being yeah. seen and putting ourselves out there and being exposed and showing our hearts. And it yeah. just, I, I've been moving through it this morning and I know I'll probably do a little bit of breath work after our call, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like, I know I can do this, but like it, Right. all came through so strong of that fear again of like, you know, being judged of being criticized of getting mean comments of mm-hmm. people unfollowing me or whatever. And yeah, I'm curious for you. Like, I know that you've had such a rapid growth on social media and, you know, using your voice, being seen, exposing your story. How has that been for you? Uh, it's been so much. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> yeah. Like- I think like, I, I I think I messaged you a couple weeks ago where I was just like, I was feeling like so much, like, I feel like as my own practice has really deepened, like, just like my sensitivity to how I experience things has become so intense. So like, as like my audience grows, or as I like put out a new course or something, like, I feel like I literally feel like the actual like people coming into my space. Like I feel that like in my body (laughs) and it's just like such a new experience that like my nervous system is like, what is going on? So it's like, it's a process, right. To like, really like just, yeah. Recognize what's going on to work with it in a new way and to move through it. And I think that also like, you know, just like what, what you were saying, like that truth of like, just how much fear there really can be from just like years and years and years of conditioning. Like for me, that's why like somatic and embodiment is so, so powerful Mm -hmm. because it allows you to work with like all of that stuff in a really empowering way. And once you get through that, like you're connected to who you are. And once you're connected to who you actually truly are, like the dumb stuff that people say, like, Mm-hmm. you know, it, it it doesn't hit you as hard, right? It's like, because you just know that it's not true. It's like someone like leaving me a comment being like, I hate your blue hair, but I'm like, well, I don't have blue hair. So like, I don't <laughs> care about what you say. You know what I mean? Oh my God. <laughs> I heard that one time and I was like, that's so true. Whoa. That's so good. <laughs> what a troll. I feel like that's such a troll <laughs> thing to say. And I feel like most of the time we're making stuff, or at least for me, I'm making up stuff up in my head and it's, yeah. you know, people are opting in to our pages. And that's something I always try to remind myself and my clients. It's like, people can unfollow you. People can mute yes. you and, and yes. please do. If oh I my do, gosh. Yes. If you don't resonate with me, you know, and the people that are opting in and if they are leaving nasty comments and having all these, you know, judgmental thoughts and whatever, that's their business. Mm-hmm. And it's not my business. Yeah. Right. 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 And like, and I think too, like really like approaching everything from a very objective place. That's been something that's been really helpful for me. Um, Like a lot of the practices that I share are inspired by ancient practices, right? Yoga, Qigong, different stuff like that. And so, you know, there was one instance, I'll I'll call myself out where I didn't credit the practice and someone in the comments Mm -hmm. called me out. And like, at first I was like triggered. I was like, Oh my God, like you know, like it really sent me into a panic and I could feel like that fight response coming up. Like I wanted to like fire back and say something, but then I like was able to kind of stand back, take a second. And I was like, they're right. Right. Like, Mm. and so I just, I changed what I put up and I responded and I was like, you're right. Thank you. Like, even Mm. though they said it in kind of like a nasty way, um, that also is none of my business, but I was like able, able to just take what was actually like constructive and true from that and change. And I think that that's a big part of growing, um, growing your social media and even just being on social media at all is, um, you know, not being afraid to post what you believe in and to post what you think is true, but also being open enough to reflect and, you know, just make changes. Like, right. Like I I always say like launch fast and adjust along the way. And I think Mm. that, um, for something like posting on social, 
I mean, we should put thought into everything, of course, but I think that, you know, there's a level of like perfectionism and like worry really that can like stop us from just putting out what we want to put out and put out what's true for us. Um, But like, if you make a mistake, like just correct it, just own it, right? Be accountable. Like you are a hundred percent accountable for your life. And, you know, most of the time when you show that you're accountable and you're taking that self-responsibility, people respect it. Like people right. are almost like, and people are almost anticipating a fight if they leave a nasty comment. Mm-hmm. But if you address it in an objective way, it kind of just like, you know, tears their walls down. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we're all just human. You know, I think when yeah, people exactly. start to put us on a pedestal, it's like, we're, where is all of this need to be perfect for, you know, I am going to mess up and I, I'm going to spell things wrong and I'm going to accidentally not credit someone sometimes, but yeah, you know, Mm -hmm. being, yeah, being open to that, to evolve and to change and to grow. Right. Like messing up doesn't make you a bad person. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It it, it makes you human. And Mm -hmm. the beauty of social is that we can, you know, hit the edit button. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, thank goodness on some things. Yeah, right? yeah. I feel like, like on like reels, Twitter. I'm like, oh shoot, I can't like edit this. Oh, I know. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But your rapid growth on social media. So you know, going from zero. I mean, we all went from zero followers, right, to almost thirty-seven thousand. You're at thirty-six point nine thousand followers right now, and you're about to be thirty-seven thousand. Oh, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's been you know absolutely amazing to witness you and your consistency and like how you show up how you create reels how much your audience loves you and how practical you know like what you're sharing like how helpful it is for people mm-hmm. and how they can actually you know watch you and implement it into their day-to-day life like how has that been for you growing so fast with your reels going viral and yeah. Like if someone is out there wondering, like, how do I grow my audience? Like, what, what advice would you give them? Do you like, like how fast you grew? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I totally have loved it. Like I said, it has felt like physically a little overwhelming at times, but overall it's been like so amazing. And like, I'm so grateful for like all of the people that I've been able to like really connect with. It's just like, it's been like the most beautiful thing ever. I feel like just like so many incredible people have been able to find my stuff. And like, it's just, uh, uh, I'm, I'm like speechless. It's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I will say that um, before, so probably from like 2018 to about um, like late 2020, like the end of 2020, I was, um, I was posting mainly yoga photos or videos and, um, just sharing like captions about, you know, like what I thought, like the latest kind of like mindset thing, the latest, like inspirational thing I had heard a story, um, just stuff like that. And I desperately wanted to grow my audience. And I was like, so frustrated because I felt like no matter what I did, it like wouldn't grow. Like I was, I was around, it was like a few thousand followers at the time, which is amazing. But like the community that I had, like, wasn't very engaged. And, um, so yeah, so I just wanted something like a little bit more and then yeah, 2021 comes around and I start, um, my, and and I start my business, my somatic coaching business. And at some point that year, when was it? Mm, It was okay. So yeah, so it was like December, January, 2022, when I just decided that I was just, that I was just going to say, fuck it. And, um, just post like what I was practicing. And a lot of that was somatic practices, embodiment stuff, meditations. And I was so resistant to that before because it was different because it was like really weird. Like I was like, literally like just standing in the middle of my living room, like shaking, like just like uncontrollably. And I was like, I can't like film this and put it online. But then at that time period, that was when I was like, I'm just going to put it on. And so I did. And 
that was when everything started to really take off, like really, really, really quickly. Um, when I was sharing those very different practices, but practices that I was using myself every single day and stuff that I was like authentically going through. But I kind of like when I would share it, I would like switch it instead of saying I was like, you know, I would experience this. I would switch it to say like when you experience this. Right. So I was speaking to someone. Um, But when I did that, when I. Yeah. So I'll say I'm like speaking in such a roundabout way. All of that to say when I took my own experience and like framed it as if I was talking to someone else, Mm -hmm. that's when it started to like really, really, really grow. Yeah. And do you think you grew rapidly from reels or do you think it was like how you mentioned you felt like it was a little weird and maybe there weren't too many people doing that? Like I always tell some of my clients like unique pairings. So find the two things about you that you think maybe don't make sense or you, to society mm. doesn't make sense and like share that if it's something that I is on hard and you love, yes. you know, like find that unique pairing and, and that if that's who you are and what you want to share in your medicine, like Yes. don't hide that, you know, like let's turn it all the way up. Yes. And do you think it was more reels or more that you had a unique stance in your niche or. I think it was both. Um, yeah, I think it was both because, you know, Instagram has really been pushing reels a lot lately as we know. And, um, so from like a, strate- a strate- strategic standpoint, um, I definitely think that reels had a hand in it and also, um, quote graphics. So stuff that's just like very shareable. Um, like people, people putting it to their story, right? Like that's going to reach more eyes. Um, so yeah, so shareable content and reels, and then also looking at, right. Like the energy that's behind it and what are you bringing? And I say like, yeah, whatever you have always felt like makes you so different, share it because there, that's how you find your people. And like, and I always heard that and I was like, it's so annoying when people say that, like, it's so like cliche, but it's true. <laughs> like it is mm-hmm. so true. Like you find your people by not censoring yourself. Right. Um, like you find your people by being yourself. And yes. that's not only how you grow, but how you create like real connections and like really bring people into your business mm-hmm. and not just be like, you know, a class that people take like whatever once a month or something like that, but just like being something that people feel safe to be a part of. Right. People are enrolling in the story and the movement that you're creating and that they want to be a part of it. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and I think too, like, like the stuff that does make you different, like, even though we've been taught, we need to like show up in a certain way. It's like, when you have the courage to show up with that, I guarantee you there's dozens of other people, hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of other people who are like that too. And they're going to be attracted to that because it's something that they have felt like they need to censor and manipulate for you know, however long, but seeing you in that, like really deeply resonates. Exactly. And I remember we talked about Melissa Moffat, is that her name? And creating like Mm -hmm. a new IG. And I don't know if you ever dug more into that or why she did that or where she's at now. I'm not really sure, but um, basically she's also a coach and she teaches on wealth and leadership and things like this. And she had a lot, I don't know how many followers, maybe 40, 50,000 followers. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And then she made an announcement that she was like, okay, I have too many people on here. I want to create a smaller Instagram account to be, to find, I don't know, what was her reason? Do you remember her reason? But to just kind of create more intimacy maybe? Yeah. I think that that was it. I feel like, yeah, I, I don't know for sure, but I think that there was no like real reason. It was just that like she wanted to, yeah, just create like a tighter knit space. Yeah. And I'm curious for you, like when you see someone doing something like that, cause I, I think it was like last week I saw someone else announcing the same thing. I forgot her name, mm-hmm. but what comes up for you? And when people are doing that, have you ever thought of something like that? Does it ever feel like too much? Or, you know, do you think that having a big following on IG is everything? Like, I'm curious, like where 
if you know, you'll ever get to that point someday or I'll ever get to that point where I'm like, Oh, now I totally want to make something smaller and more intimate, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally don't think following is everything at all. Um, it is, you know, as we know, like it is how engaged your community is. And I think like Melissa too, like when she changed her page, you know, she had like 2000 followers and like her income stayed the same. So Mm -hmm. like, yeah, so it does not matter how many followers you have. Um, but for me, I'll say that my own follower growth came when I started to like share the stuff that I'm teaching and like a thousand million percent stand behind now. I think that for a lot of coaches and a lot of creators, you know, who like grew kind of earlier on, but maybe along the way, like they've evolved and they've like shifted their focus. Like Melissa, she used to teach yoga and now she's a business coach. Right. Mm -hmm. So like all of her followers, like they had started following her, a a good portion of them had started following her when she was only posting about yoga. So it's like, they weren't necessarily there for the offerings that she has now. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, I don't know, maybe like over the next like few years, like as I evolve and if my offerings change, then maybe I, yeah, I would desire, um, like a new space. Um, but for now I feel like the audience that's there is there for like, is there for the right Mm -hmm. reasons. And I think that's really what it's about, right? It's like, Mm -hmm. why is your audience there? Are they there for the reasons that align with, you know, this version of you? Right. And I feel like some people, and this is also something that I went through in the beginning stages was like, oh my goodness, looking at my, who's following me. And it's just people from high school mm, are looking at my stories right. and why are they even looking at my stories? And right. <laughs> yeah, what I'm like, sharing I'm has nothing to do with, you know, so <laughs> what would you say to someone that's, you know, like, oh, well, my only followers are, you know, my family or people I went to high school with, and I don't have a community. I don't know how to market. I don't know how to sell my offers when I don't have a community. Yeah. Start doing it anyways. Um, my first, like probably 10 clients were all people that I knew. Um, they, and the value in that is that they already trust you at a level, Mm -hmm. like they already know you. Um, so, but, but yeah, like I worked with, um, you know, a few old friends from my childhood in my twenties. Um, I worked with my first babysitter we did a one-on-one coaching. It was awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, I've, yeah, I, everyone was someone that I knew. So I would say just start and mm-hmm. see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. And I guess to close out the last thing that I wanted to touch on is I know you're still full-time in your other job and you've built this amazing community on social media and business is thriving, what would you recommend to someone who, you know, is also wanting to start their coaching business? Would you say to also start it on the side? Cause that's, you know, something that I did as well, but I feel like in the coaching industry, mm-hmm. we see a lot of like, you know, take the big leap and, and, and all of that. And eventually, you know, we do need to take a leap, even if it doesn't feel like a big leap, you know, for me, it yeah. was like, okay, I got to live in this amazing place in Hawaii. I got to build up a little bit of savings, but there's still this like feeling of, oh my gosh, leaving the stable, secure job. So do you still feel that, you know, like, oh, like I'm eventually going to leave this stable paycheck. And like, what is it going to take to leave that behind? Yeah. Yeah. It's scary when you make that transition. And so, right. Like a lot of people are just like, do it, like take the leap, quit your job. Right. Like, I don't think that it should be done (laughs) that quickly or like that, like thoughtlessly. I think that everyone's situation is really different. Um, It really depends on everyone's circumstances, but as kind of like, just like a blanket statement, um, I would say that I think having like a comfortable amount in savings is really important um, just to have that added security because, you know, when you go all in on your business, I'm such a believer that so much of it is the energy that you're bringing to it. So if you're, if you're terrified every single day, 
if you feel like if I don't sell this course, I'm not going to be able to pay my rent, Mm -hmm. then that energy is going to transfer. Like you want to be able to share your work, like through the intention with which you're even doing your work in the first place, right? Like you want to empower people. You want to help people heal. You want to, you know, help people expand and grow and do amazing things in the world. So it's like the energy that you bring into those containers is so important. And so if you are in a survival state and you're just like feeling so stressed out, mm-hmm. then it just kind of like changes things. I And so I think that having like, you know, a cushion, um, mm-hmm is really helpful. It's just, it just adds more stability to the entire situation. Exactly. And yeah, it's, I, I, I hundred percent agree with you. And I feel like that's not talked about enough, you know, and just being able to come and serve our community from a place of not just buy this thing and sell and sell, 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 sell. sell. Cause yeah, you're definitely going to feel that energy. And I always say like, it's the energy behind the thing. It's the energy behind your phone, always. the screen always. Yeah. And you always got to come back to that. And why are you serving this program? Why are you serving this offering? Is it just because you want to make money? Because yeah, money is great, but that can't be the only thing. And if that is yeah. the only thing, and there's this like intenseness around it, like you're saying, it's, it's just, right. it's not going to come across well and your people will feel that. Right. Like, I think it's like, it's totally cool to want to make a lot of money. Like I want to make a lot of money. Everyone wants to make a lot of money, but it's like, do you want to make it from a place of lack and from like that and from that fear? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm already full and I'm already whole and then everything else is more and money is just an expander and amplifier. Right. Right. Like money is that is the tool that just that furthers your mission, that gives mm-hmm. you more resources to further what you believe in. Exactly. Yes. Mm, so yeah, what is the yeah. best way for people to connect with you? I don't know if it would be more of your Instagram or your website or what do you prefer? How yeah. You yeah. Come on over to my Instagram. Let's hang out. Um, my handle is it's Maggie Hayes. So I-T-S Maggie Hayes. And yeah, shoot me a DM. I'm super responsive. I would love to connect with you. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time, your wisdom, your energy for being here with me and being present. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I love you so much. Thank you. you. If this episode served you, please share, send it to someone. It could help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. I love when you share on social media, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, rave underscore read. And if you feel called to share something you learned or loved from this episode, it would mean so much to me. And please reach out to me personally, send me a message, and let me know how this is resonating with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow and up-level together. I appreciate you and see you in the next episode.